now. This is the fourth time we've tried this. Go. Uh, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back. There you go. That's like our, our uh, catchphrase. Hello, hello, everyone. Hey, we're so glad you're here. Thanks for stumbling across the Art of Thriving podcast. My name is Matt. I, uh, I run tech support for this podcast. And this is your host, Jody <laughs> McComas. I didn't know I was the host. You are. Okay. Well, I would just like to say, you guys, that we made it back before five months went by. This is our second podcast in a month. It's it's like a new day. That's right. Let's celebrate. Yeah. I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Friday afternoon. We're feeling a little loopy. It took us five times to record that intro, and it still wasn't that great, but we're here, (laughs) and you're with us. That's right. Uh, We just keep showing up. Yeah. Not in the perfection. Absolutely. Um, thanks for coming to the Art of Thriving podcast. Uh, this is where we know life takes a lot of twists and turns, ups and downs, and our hope for this time just is to process life with you and ultimately discover the art of thriving and uh, navigate this crazy world we live in. Yep. It is crazy right it now. It sure is crazy. So it is, I don't even know what, it's Friday, that's all I know, but we're... It's <laughs> the end of October. October. Oh, yeah, it's Halloween tomorrow. That's right. Um, we've lost all track of time. And that's okay, mm-hmm. I think. So uh, what's going on in our world? Well, we went on a trip to California last week for Jenna's scoliosis treatment. It was our first time flying, you guys, in the midst of the pandemic. Not the first time traveling, but the first time on a plane. Right. So that was an experience. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff. On there. I mean, the pandemic's still going on. It sure is. Lots. It's actually ramping up. Yeah. Uh, a little nerve-wracking out there. Election day next week. Oh, Woo. man. Buckle, Buckle in. in. Buckle in. <laughs> that was good. Synchronized. That's right. It's like we've been married and for 19 I, years. I know. And uh, virtual school for all of eternity. Apparently. Yep. Yep. I have no hopes of going back before spring break even. Yeah. So we're all at home all the time in each other's business. Yep. Good thing we like each other. Most days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's But we're doing overall, we're doing well. Yeah, and it's been sunny still. It turned cold. Mm -hmm. So when I came back from California, 78 degree perfection to 45 degrees. Yeah, welcome to. I was a little pissy about it. It was late fall in Portland. (laughs) It was cold. Yeah, wintertime here is not my favorite anymore. Um, It's cold and dark and rainy. Apparently, Uh, we're getting weak in our older age, (laughs) in our middle age. We're going to be snowbirds pretty soon. (laughs) We're going to head down to Yuma, Arizona. No, not Hang out Yuma. at the 50 and older, 55 and older. Not, not my, like, planned <laughs> destination, friends. Okay. Not Yuma? Just warm. Somewhere warm. Yeah. With right. the beach. Okay, so, but Halloween's tomorrow, then Thanksgiving, and then, obviously, Christmas season. Yeah, so this is holiday season. We are in it. Like, we're <laughs> jumping into holiday season. We actually watched a holiday or a Christmas movie last night. We sure did. And I am busting out the Christmas decorations next week, y'all. It's like a mental Prepare. health. That's right. Yeah. Okay. If, if I'm going to endure the end of this year, I'm going to do it with <laughs> lights and festivities in my home. I know. You can't get the... We don't have a fake Christmas tree, though, so you can't set that up too, too soon. No, but I might Everything just go else. buy myself a fake oh, one. Gosh. We'll see how this goes. Those are not allowed. <laughs> Here. Oh, goodness. Oh, you guys, it's crazy. Uh, but overall, we're doing well. So holidays are here, and we're going to talk today about, uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> well, we are going to talk about gathering around the table. Oh, gathering. You know, and thinking about holidays and preparing for that. I mean, what comes right. to mind? Meals. 
Yeah, I was thinking about meals. meals. We had talked about meals, and I forgot, oh, yeah, there's a deeper, like, metaphor that we need to unpack and stuff. Yeah, and and there's a reason why our family does dinner together every night because it's so significant. But even beyond that, there's so much more significance, especially as followers of Christ and what Jesus talks about, you know, gathering around the table and the communion table, and there's so much richness in that. So we're going to dabble in all of those areas. Okay, so favorite holiday meal? Before we get too serious? Well, it's changed over the years as we've broken I mean, traditions a Yeah, mine bit. is like ordering out Chinese food on that Christmas Day. That is my new favorite. <laughs> and it, oh, you guys, that all started the year that we all had the flu, like death-level flu. And um, they had to get their, their own dinner. I was like, you guys, you got to fend for yourselves here. And so the Chinese dinner celebrations, that's when we that tradition began. It. And we love that. Uh, we have had some significant meals over the years, though. Yeah. I was thinking about, as I was reading your notes uh, for this, one meal that stood out was we were on a summer mission with the organization that we used to work for, and we had a kind of a mid-summer break where we traveled a little bit to the Adriatic mm, coast. That was amazing. Uh, on the coast of Croatia, and we had giant platters of seafood and meat, meat and... That's about it. <laughs> but it was outside overlooking the the sea with, you know, 15 friends and we laughed and celebrated and yeah, it was just, it was a beautiful, beautiful time. So those moments are just really significant. Like meals like that are just significant, like yeah. markers in life and a lot of times. Even more recent one. Did we talk about this last time? I don't think we did. The, the we just we went to... Went to one of our dearest friends' weddings, and you guys, because it was so small, thanks to COVID, it was such an intimate experience. And being at the table <laughs> after the ceremony and eating one of the best meals I have eaten in years, it was so good. And just savoring it and having wine and sharing memories and yeah, you, I mean, oh, you gotta get the con- it was like on a deck overlooking the um, the lake up in Seattle mm-hmm. and. Just beautiful night, and you know we didn't know everyone, but we just shared. Everyone shared st- stories throughout the night about the the bride and the groom, and just the work that they've seen happen in their story, the beauty of it. It was just, it was beautiful. I mean, yeah, it was just a sweet, sweet time. Focus too, like n- no distractions, no, no. I am not the kids are bad, but no kids running around was really, really nice. <laughs> You're right. That was nice. But. Uh, but it was just slow. It was like three hours and it was yeah. just slow and memorable. It was awesome. And it was just a beautiful night. Mm-hmm. Yep. So meals are important. The table is important. That's what we're talking about today. Yes. What else? What else got you thinking about this? Um. Well, really that wedding and then thinking about holidays and just even thinking about one of the, the highlights for us during this pandemic has actually been sitting down at the table every night, even though we're all in the house together all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I yeah. still enjoy coming together at the end of the day and, you know, talking about what are our highs and our lows? What was hard for us in this day? What's yep. going on in the world? What can we talk about with our kids? Um, those are just, I feel like going to be one of the sweetest memories yep. that we have as a family. So we don't always eat dinner together, especially when there's like kids activities and stuff, but it's been really nice not to have kids activities because I feel like almost every night we eat dinner together. Yeah. Unless we have some work online meeting or something. Right. Um, but those have just become places f- for us to connect with our kids. 
Yes. And each other. And just to kind of and process like life and what's going on and ask questions. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm, I'm pretty intentional about asking questions during that time too. Yep. You're very intentional about that. You're a great question asker. What are your favorite <laughs> questions? <laughs> um, who are you voting for? <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't get our kids started on our politics. Our kids are very opinionated, by the way. So <laughs> feel free to chat with them. not just our influence. Yeah, it's not. It's not. They think for themselves these days. So They do, and we encourage that. Yeah, we do. And actually, like that's probably the, the underlying strategy behind it is to help our kids think critically about important issues. So we have fun. We'll talk highs and lows just to like get the ball rolling. But often I'll ask like significant questions. Um but one of the actually one of the questions I really like to ask is is like what what was hard today or like where did you fail or what what can you celebrate those types of things just to for them to take stock of where they're at mm-hmm. where they're growing where they're learning um, not just how was your day good that sort of thing but <laughs> what was the best thing about it what was a struggle yep. why tell you know go deeper than just asking the the superficial question mm-hmm. so that's been really helpful for us. And really it's just like creating the pattern in our family, like the habit yep, or the rhythm, habit rhythm, using mm-hmm. all these words, where if it's a place where you can be honest about what's going well and known. Like that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. in my mind is helping our family members and our kids feel like they're known and for us to be authentic too so that they know us. Yep. And safe. And safe. Yeah. And safe to disagree about things too, which is interesting. Yeah, because the older they get, they may leave our home and have ideas that we don't agree with. And we want to set the table, so to speak, for how to have those conversations. And they don't always go well. I mean, I've had my own conversations with my family that didn't go well, but we can always come back and know that we're loved, you know, at the end of the day, even if we don't agree. And we want that to be present for our children. Absolutely. Yeah. My hope is that they would you know, leave our home eventually and (laughs) (laughs) sooner than later, no, 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 um, that they would leave, but they would always feel like they can come back and with whatever issues going on and whatever status there is in their life Mm -hmm. that they can feel safe to eat a meal with us and be honest with us. And that they can bring their friends to our house. Yeah. You know, not right now, but eventually (laughs) (laughs) when... You know, when the door is open, we've always had an open door policy that anyone is welcome and we want them to feel safe and loved, even if we disagree on things. Yeah. It's a fine, fine line to balance. But I think the table or the meal is a great way to demonstrate that reality. Yes. Where you, um, you just say, you're welcome here. You're safe. We value you. You're a valuable person mm-hmm. and we want to know you and be in your world. Yep. And... It's okay. Be yourself here. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the hope. Yeah. Sometimes we're better than others, but yeah. Yes. Okay. I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to do this, but I want to read a portion out of this book that I just finished. Yeah. Tell us all Uh, about it. And you guys, I highly recommend it. Um, Our good friend Joey sent it to me, which I was really grateful for. It's brand new. It's called The Space Between Us by Sarah Bauer Anderson. And um, Joe is a fan of the podcast, I think. So, <laughs> so shout, out to, shout out to, to Joey, Joey. <laughs> and Jennifer. Oh, and Jennifer. Yes. Uh, and the tagline on, on this is how Jesus teaches us to live together when politics and religion pull us apart. And um, I picked it up for that reason, because I'm struggling often days with this. Um, 
in the current culture that we're living in. Struggling with how to live with people that disagree with you. Yeah, because yeah. it feels it it feels like it's at such a core value level mm-hmm. for me. And I so then I don't know how to have mm-hmm. deep connection with people that I feel like, oh, that goes against everything that makes me me. Yep. Um, and against my faith in some respects. And it's even harder when it's people in the church. So I'm just trying to figure out how to do this well and I assure you I screw it up all the time, <laughs> which is one of the reasons I'm trying to learn and grow. Um, but she has a section in here where she talks about meals and sharing meals together and why it is so important. And, um, you know, she talks about the communion table and even the meal and where Jesus would bring people together over meals. And he, the wedding was one example in here too. But she talks about how it remembers the body. So he calls us to the table to remember him, but he also calls us to the table to bring the members back together, mm. even when we're in disagreement with people, which was just such a cool way to think about it. So it's like acknowledging that you're connected, like bringing that connection back. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. that you're all part of the body. Mm. And so I'm going to read this paragraph because I just thought it was so good. She says, these elements aren't just about physical sustenance, but also serve as the building blocks for relationships between one another and between us and God. Because it's, isn't it true that food and drink sustain our bodies, but food and drink also sustain the living and breathing organism that is our interconnected lives? Isn't it true that food and drink are far more powerful than a way to meet a physical need, but a way to meet a spiritual and communal need? Isn't it true that food and drink fill the emptiness of our stomachs, but also the space, physical, emotional, political, spiritual, relational between us? And um, then she goes on to talk about the first miracle at the wedding. Mm -hmm. And she ends by saying, because that's what food and drink do. It's what they've always done. They remember, they close space, they make better. And I just love that because meals for us is so significant. And um, I loved how she talked about that in this book. So Yeah, there's just, I mean, the core of it, there's just something unique that happens when you're sitting face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Obviously, p- pandemic world changes this at the moment, which maybe actually is why meals seem really significant to me. I don't take them for granted yeah. anymore, probably. Uh, but there's just something significant that happens when you sit across the table from someone, engage, share food, um, listen, like it creates an environment where you're listening, you're seeking understanding, hopefully, um, and then a common experience too. And you value yeah. one another. And it is really hard to hate someone up close. Like if mm. you really sit with someone, that wall is broken down because you actually can see their humanity. If you get close enough, you can see one another. And yeah. right now we're so polarized because People do not want to see the other as an actual person with dignity and made in God's value. image mm-hmm. and value. And so when we come together and sit near and often around a table, so many cool things can happen. Right. And that's one of the reasons we love hospitality and why we have always had neighbors over and people who are, you know, different than us have had different backgrounds and experiences. It's so valuable. And we love that. I would just say it doesn't mean that it's always comfortable either. No. It actually means sometimes that I need to be uncomfortable um, with, yeah, with the type of conversation, with who's at the table, with the experience that's being presented. I may even disagree with what's shared, mm-hmm. but it that's okay. I can do that and still attribute value to this person, that they are valuable, that what they have to say is important, and I'm paying attention to them. Yep. 
and I I think out of that comes like transformation, like in individually connectedness, um, uh, communal transformation, that, those sort of things. So mm-hmm. it's the proximate idea is like being yeah. near someone, uh, especially someone that maybe thinks or has a different background, thinks differently or has a different background than you. Definitely. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, the metaphor is like simple, like eat meals with our kids for sure, but it expands, right? It, we the table metaphor, like who's at the table? Like, are you sitting around? Are you only at tables with certain types of people? Are you, um, who's missing? Like what voice mm-hmm. is missing from the table that you're at? And in your different leadership circles, what voice is missing at those tables, those sort of things. So it's an interesting metaphor to like kind of, yeah, noodle on and pay attention to and mm-hmm. see, see what's going on in your world. So. But Definitely. hopefully, I mean, my heart is that we'd practice these things personally in our little family unit with our kids, live out these values in our little family so that, you know, when you and I are out and about or when our kids are grown and gone, that they can practice these things as well, mm-hmm. too. So I think we're at our best when our, we're thinking about expanding the table and inviting people to the table, so to speak. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's all I have to say about that. Good yeah. job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Speaking of gathering for food, so tomorrow is Halloween on yeah. a lighter note. And we have always loved celebrating, not because we love Halloween specifically, because we made it into a neighborhood event, which is much harder to do this year. And we've always done chili and cornbread before and then gone trick-or-treating together. And our kids are getting older, so we're kind of aging out of that. However, we are still going to have a couple families in our backyard tomorrow and we are going to do chili and cornbread and s'mores instead of trick-or-treating and I cannot wait like I'm so excited to gather (laughs) around the fire pit and the crock pot (laughs) and in the backyard and be with people in our neighborhood that we love and our kids and still find ways to have community around food and it's not fancy guys my chili's not fancy but it's it's delicious (laughs) it doesn't take fancy to have fellowship with other people or to have a meaningful meal absolutely all right everybody go sit at the table yeah we'd love we'd love to hear your thoughts too so send your thoughts our way all right thanks everyone till next time bye guys bye